Guys, just before we start, I'm asking you to, I try to unmute you, but it's difficult to unmute you. I mean, to mute you, so not to unmute. If you can mute yourself so people don't hear all your personal belonging moving, you, you're allowed to keep the video if you want. And uh, those of you want to go directly to vitaltransformation.org, it's for free. So you don't have to pay, just go there, it's free, and you can enjoy it there. So like this, you don't have to see everybody if you don't want to see everybody. If you want to see everybody and enjoy the interaction, then of course, stay with us here. Uh, Wendy, if you can mute yourself, please. Uh, we appreciate it if you can do that. Before we start, we're starting in about two minutes. We like to start on time. And uh, like this, we... We're gonna do what we're gonna do, all right? So just mute yourself from, so if you wanna talk, or if you need to blow your nose, so it say, there's a button say, you know, mute yourself. You don't have to mute me because then you're not gonna hear me. Uh, it's very, very simple. Uh, so just, just letting you know that, try to keep yourself on, on mute, but you don't have to disconnect your video. Okay, it's very, very simple. And uh, Wendy, if you can hear me, I see that you didn't mute yourself yet. So if you can mute yourself just one minute before we go, we're gonna go live on the web, vitaltransformation.org as well, free. And here in Zoom, free, making sure to give you enough information, enough knowledge. I was very happy and pleased to hear that uh, uh, the, uh, that you enjoyed the meditation last time. So we're gonna do more meditation to make sure that you all um, get connected. And hopefully you can send the question in writing to Debbie, to myself, to the, to the Zoom connection so we can answer your question as we go. Am I good to start? I'm good to start. Here we go, guys. Okay. So we know that uh, this week we are uh, starting to get an understanding of the uh, third book of Moses. It's called the book of Vaikra. And we know that there is five books that all corresponding to different type of energy. So the book of Vaikra corresponding to an energy called Bina, B-I-N-A. The Bina energy is related to freedom, how to achieve freedom, how to connect to freedom, how to make sure that we are getting from one place to another in our life and achieving our freedom. But the question is, what is freedom? You know, if you think about freedom, you know, freedom is, it's, it's a beautiful word, you know, it's everybody, it's almost like the word love, you know, we love to use the word love, we love to use the word freedom, but the truth of the matter is, what is freedom? What is love? what it's really all about and how do we achieve uh, a certain uh, level of consciousness to basically get to understand it and step by step uh, getting there. So uh, something very special uh, happened today, you know, that I, uh, that I really, really enjoy. Hi Rhonda, good to see you. Uh, something very special that happened today. Uh, Debbie get a phone call. Uh, from our very dear student, and she says something that really uh, warmed my heart. You know, sometimes people, 
you know, in a time like this, every little thing means so much to us. Everything takes a different meaning. And uh, she say, today it's funny, you know, Elia was keep pushing us to be a teacher, to teach and to guide. And uh, we didn't know what he wanted from us. You know, in the old days, it was a teacher, he teach and we go home. And he want all the students to be a teacher. What does he want from us to be a teacher and to guide? So those of you who don't know, every Passover, what I do, I let the people run the seder. I let them run the Passover. I'm not running it. So I teach them how to run it. And they're running the entire seder. And in the beginning, when I came up with that concept, it's scary because you don't know where it's going to go. But it was so beautiful. You know, how people stand up. You see, it was 50 people here or 60. Everybody stand up in their own time. This is a matzah. This is wine. This is maror. Everybody start to explain different things. And the question people ask me, and, and, and that, can I say her name, Debbie? Her name is Michelle. Michelle Alfie. So she called Debbie. She say, it's funny. It feels like Eliyahu preparing us for this time that all of us will be a teacher. All of us will be a spiritual teacher, all of us will be a leader. And the truth of the matter is, where did I took it from? So I'm about to read to you from the Zohar, where I took it from. So it's not my idea, it's the idea, it's called Acharit uh, Ayami, meaning what's gonna happen in the end of days. So I'm reading from verse 388, and it's written like that. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda spoke. Atina Kadosh Baruch legalot sodot amukim. Eventually, the Creator will reveal all the deepest secrets. But Torah, in the Torah, when the Messiah will come. Of course, when we talk about the Messiah, we can get confused. What is the Messiah? I saw some people in Brooklyn right now going with a white donkey, and the guy wear a talit, and they blow the shofar. The shofar is like an horn that you, 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 you use for Rosh Hashanah. Somebody start to blow. Mashiach meaning that we somehow found a way to overcome our physical need. You know, we all have physical need, whatever it's food, it's sex, it's survival, it's money. You know, we have that, we, we have to survive. It's a very normal thing. But when you start to realize that true happiness is internally in you, this is a Mashiach conscious, you start getting to a different level. So the Zohar said, in the time of the, before the Mashiach come, like now, it will be a lot of secret to be revealed. God will make it like that, that the knowledge and the information will be like oceans. You know, almost like the ocean of the internet with so much information and knowledge. It will be no more teachers. No more teacher to one another, which is my dream. And you don't need to teach your friend. I'm here to teach you some secret. Everybody will have the knowledge. From the small person to the big person, everybody will know everything. The reason I was excited when I read it in this week portion is when Michelle called Debbie, said, you know, we're all isolated from each other, we're all away from each other, but we still have to do Passover somehow. And usually people come, they go to a teacher, they go to teacher house or somebody, and they enjoy that event because they're sitting back. And I always tell my student, you know, Enjoy the event as you run it. This is your event. So everybody took their own matzah, their own thing. They did everything on their own. It was so beautiful. So for the last three years, people asking me, why am I making the student leaders and teacher? So Michelle called my wife today. She said, 
it's funny, it's almost like Eliyahu preparing us for this time. Chaz Shalom, I mean, I didn't want negative time like this to happen, God forbid, but I'm sorry. But it's almost like preparing for this time that we all are teacher, we all are guru, we all spiritual teacher, all of us, we are all equal. You know, that's, put me here, I just study it one hour before you. That's, that's all different. After one hour, you can take this knowledge and pass it on. We all teacher, we all spiritual, there is no difference between us. And if the Zohar say that when the Messiah is going to come, that's how it's going to be, it's for us a lesson that we require, there is a requirement for us to be truly teach others. What happens if you're not a great teacher? You worry that you're not a great speaker or teacher. Don't worry about it. Don't worry so much about it. Because if you teach one good thing, you did your job. It doesn't have to be perfect. It has to be that you try. What do you think? God took vacation on us. You know, God is still around. You know, the divine, the, the creator is, is here. I know it looks like chaotic right now. And I don't need to tell you, I'm sure in your area it's also heavy and, and, and sad and not comfortable. Now, I, I want to share with you a miracle happened uh, on Shabbat. You know, usually no synagogue is doing Shabbat. You're not allowed. It's against the law. And we have in vital transformation. We have Torah here. We have two Torah. And um, so the neighborhood start talking about, you know, you guys have Torah. Why don't you put it outside your door and start screaming the Torah to everybody? Read it. <laughs> I said, really? Okay. You know, the divine spoke. We have to do. We have to do it. This is what it is. So I'm coming out. I thought, I didn't know how it's going to work out because... Nobody gets closer to you. So everybody from the balcony around us, in the balcony, you see people from the window, open the window. And we actually did minion. We pray. We actually did the pray. <laughs> it was one of the best Shabbat <laughs> of prayer I ever experienced. It's weird. It's almost like a Broadway show when the people from the window come like that. And this, this two rabbi to my right and the to rabbi to my left and everybody afraid to get closer to each other and we start singing together and then they said can we come back later on to do another meditation I say okay let's do that so we did all Shabbat with the prayer outside in the street everybody in the corner far away from each other we couldn't get closer to each other and it was a Shabbat here so when people passing by jogging or people who go by look at us and they actually clap their hand they, they appreciate the spirit of the people, it's like, I look at the neighborhood, I mean, they come and say, thank you. I, I said, thank you, what, what I do without you? It would never work without you. So I think we are now in a time that we need each other. I'm sure we all appreciate friendship that around us that we missed and some people that we need to be with. It's so important to start looking back and say, you know, how much I value going out with friends, how much I value people and human beings. This is the one part that we're all missing. But if you think about it before, we've been isolated before, but we didn't have the desire to really be with people. We, we went because you don't want to be together. And then when God is in a way helping us to take it away from us, we are missing it the most. Of course, in the same time, we have to pray and hopefully we'll do meditation soon. For the people who suffer, for the people who go through so much pain right now. I'm not just talking about the sick people. I'm talking about the family who relate to them. I'm talking about the relative, their friend. It's tough, 
time for the universe. I'm not talking about just tough time from the point of the uh, uh, um, corona. I'm talking about the business. I, I, I think we talk about the business. We talk about what's happening in the stock market. Those of you who follow it, what's happening with, with politics, what's happening in the world, the global community right now. It's so much, so much pain. So we definitely have to understand that we need to change something. You know, everybody know what they need to change. Don't, don't look for me to tell you. I mean, you know what you need to change. If somebody need to tell you what they need to change, it's never gonna work. Sit with yourself, you're gonna find out exactly what you need to do. How to get better, how to do things better. And it's not, usually it's not the big thing you need to change. It's a small thing, it's a small thing. I, I tell you, we had a discussion, my family, we have a lot of discussion. Some of them are fun, some of them are not so fun. So, so the discussion we had, we would talk to each other like, what is about us? You know, we gotta, we gotta improve. And I opened the Zohar in uh, a section to talk about uh, how to remove disease. And uh, the Zohar mentioned that one of the things that is the most important thing to do is not speaking bad about people's behind their back, what we call Lashonara. And I'm looking at my family, I said, listen, I'm gonna raise the hand, I'm doing it. So all of a sudden, everybody raised that, me too, me too, me too. So I don't know about you guys, if you feel so sometimes in your house, you speak negative about human being, I think, I, I mean, it's for me, I, I cannot tell you what to do, but it doesn't add anything in my life. I'm not becoming better because of it. I'm actually becoming sometimes uh, angry or sometimes upset that I couldn't solve uh, anything and that make me judgmental then it make me not forgiving so it's against everything that I'm teaching in a way so I took on myself and hopefully uh, maybe it will inspire you to it is the one thing you want to change for, for, for me for my family it's like we don't want to speak bad about other people even if the other people hurt us we, we don't want it. Enough. Enough already. Because I realize I'm going to restaurants with people, meeting, different things. And it's funny. Once the Zohar continued, the Zohar said something very uh, uh, strong. The Zohar said, if you look at the Torah Metzorah, if you look at the person in leprosy that we're going to read in the next few weeks, Parsha, when a person has leprosy, they put the person in isolation. And when they put the person in isolation, slowly, slowly, that isolation makes the person better. Now, the question is, why does that make the person better if the person go to isolation in the time of the Torah, in the time of the Bible, in the time that the person is having uh, the, the, the old leprosy? Is maybe because when you have the leprosy, it's not going to be contagious for the other people. But it's more than that tell us the Zohar, is about the idea when a person going into isolation and start thinking, what is it I need to change? What is about me that need to get better? And that's what the Torah say about it. So uh, we realize, I mean, I can tell you about um, my family and myself that, you know, speaking bad behind people's back is something that we all do. We can't help it. You go to a coffee place when we will have a chance. You go to a restaurant, you go to a movie, you go to different things. And now when you don't have it, what are you going to do? You get some Zoom speaking bad about people, or you're getting your Facebook page or, or Instagram. We have that need to speak bad. Now, what's wrong with speaking bad about people? I mean, think about yourself sitting in a wedding and you have nothing else to talk about. What are you going to do? You have to say something bad. You know, the shoes of the bride, eh, little, 
is off and the groom looked too old for her, all kind of thing like that. But where does that come from? What's wrong with that exactly? And the Zohar explained that what's wrong with that is basically that it bringing you into places that you connect yourself to the first serpent in the Garden of Eden. Because the snake spoke Lashonara, evil tongue, about the Creator. So every time that we are speaking a little bit negative, and again, we cannot do a perfect job in that area. So let's, let's try to do better. Not perfect, but better. Every time that we speak negativity, it's eventually taking us to places which are very negative. And eventually, it exposes us, God forbid, into disease and into other things. So, based on what the Zohar say, it's called uh, the Ma'amar, the, the section about the fourth chamber. And that fourth chamber in, in charge of disease, the number one thing is how we speak. So, right now, when we are isolated in our house, worry about the meat, arrive in the box, and the pizza, and the thing, we all panicking, cleaning our hands, covering our mouths, maybe it will remind us not what to eat, maybe it will remind me, you know, hey, just shut up, stop speaking, you know, today somebody called me and he wanted to speak about something that, it hurt me for a while, but he wanted to speak, and he knew that I would be a listener for that, and I said, hey, man, before you're saying it, if it's about that, I, I, I rather don't want to hear it. So, really? Say, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Please, please. I'm trying to work on that addiction. It's almost like I'm talking about overcoming a certain addiction. So, I don't know your situation with speaking or listening to negativity. Uh, I need that help, so I'm sharing that with you. Uh, maybe it will inspire you to do the same. Now, I want to jump back into the Zohar and... The Zohar said in this week portion, you know, Venefesh ki gaga, when a soul making a mistake by mistake. Meaning there is two types of mistake a human being can do. One when you do it purposely, and one when you're doing it bishgaga, meaning you didn't know you're doing it, but it's still considered a crime. The question is why? Why when you do, when you commit a certain uh, 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 crime, it's considered a bad thing if you didn't mean to do it? If I hurt you, but I didn't know I'm hurting you, why is that considered a crime? I didn't, I didn't do it to hurt you. I didn't know it's going to hurt you. I was just thinking how to not hurt you, and I hurt you. Why the Torah is going, if one person will do a mistake by mistake? Why, what, what do you want from me? I didn't mean to hurt you. Leave me alone. I have to go to the Kohen, to the high priest, and make some sacrifice and say, I'm so sorry. The point is like that, my friend. Normally, before a person commits a negative crime, the crime before that has to be done by mistake. I repeat again. Before a person commits a negative crime, let's say before a person steal uh, uh, purposely, okay, he has, he has intention to steal, the person will steal without knowing he's stealing. Example, uh, somebody, uh, you go to the supermarket, somebody in the supermarket now, uh, give you 10 apple for the price of $10. You arrive home, you find 13 apple. You basically took three apple without paying for it. Okay? But you didn't mean to do such a bad thing. You actually, you end up with a three apple. That's called a shigaga. That's called you did mistake. You did a crime by mistake. The next thing gonna happen to that individual, that that individual will do a crime by purpose, not by mistake anymore. 
And this is shocking. Like, what do you want for my life? If somebody gave me three apples for free, I should say thank you and go home and be happy. No, no. Those mistakes that we are doing without knowing that we're doing, we have to be aware. That's called self-awareness. A human being has to have self-awareness all the time to get it. Like, maybe what I'm doing is not right. The same when you talk to people. Sometimes I talk to people and I don't even know I'm hurting them, but they get hurt. But I didn't mean to hurt them, but they get hurt. The next person I'm going to meet, I'm going to hurt them. Uh, not by mistake, I'm going to hurt them purposely. So everything we're doing, we have to have awareness, self-awareness. So the Zohar said, you know, every day there is a voice that comes from heaven. And he, the voice say like that every morning. People of the world, please wake up your heart. Not wake up your mind, not wake up your eyes. Wake up your heart. In front of the master, and be careful with what you're doing wrong. Be careful. Please wake up your soul. Because that soul came from such a holy place. You know, I see people putting in their safe, they put in the diamond ring, that worth under thousand dollar, a yellow big diamond. They hide it and they insure it and they do so many things. How much we insure our soul? How much we put the safe our soul? Eh, just a soul, way more expensive. Your soul is the most beautiful thing that you own. Nothing can be more beautiful than the soul because that's mamash, this is the real, Part of the creator within this physical world, your soul. So every time you basically talk to yourself and you pray and you meditate, your soul is shining way more than the most expensive diamond. We study before the creator take the soul and bring it down. God himself, not the angel, is talking to that soul and He's telling her, listen, you're going to the most physical world, the most dirty universe. You are soul, you're coming from the highest place. Please be strong enough to overcome the body influence. Please, I'm begging you to be strong enough not to fall into the idea of physicality. Because there is two aspects to spirituality. One is to diminish the physical influence on ourselves. And second is to increase the soul evolve, evolve in our life. Meaning what? One level is to stop thinking about myself and me, me, me and myself. Second level is how can I share my kindness? How can I share love, good words, a piece of bread if you're allowed to do it in this time, uh, good words, uh, good thought about another human being. So the idea is the soul is on a visit here using the body. The body is the most selfish thing that exists. The soul is the most giving thing that exists. They put two things together that not belong with each other. Can mix them. Can mix them. The soul don't want to stay in the body. There is no point there. Because the soul is meaning it's a, it's a piece from above, from the creator. The body is the most physical thing, selfish, me, 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 and myself. You put them together, uh, never going to be oil and water. It's not going to mix. When a person is being aware, so who are we? Are we soul, body? Who are we? So, in Rashid Chokmah, one of the greatest books of uh, Rabbi Liao Davidash, Beri and Hebron, he writes in the book 
that we are the awareness. What does awareness look like? You stop. First you stop. Once you stop and say, okay, who is exactly running my life right now? Who is running my life? Those of you who have a little bit addiction to food like me, okay? So when you want to eat, you, 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 you can't help it. You want to eat. You, you, you're thinking food. And I'm reading the Zohar now. I'm reading the Zohar. There is a thought in my mind about a certain sweet that I'm thinking to eat later. You know, that's, that's a physical thing. That's a physical thing that the body is running my life. But I'm, if you tell the body, like Rabbi Akiva did with his body, he said, body, please, one hour, rest one hour, and we talk about it later. Almost like when I talk to my dog or when I talk to a kid, you know, just give me one hour. You know, you have to look at your body like that. Because the body will never stop being selfish. Never. Impossible for the body. We need the body to be, we need the body to be as selfish as possible. We don't want the body to stop being selfish because then what's the test? You know, and this is very, very important. Before I'm going to the next section, I'd like to take you on a short meditation with your permission. Don't fall asleep on me when you're doing the meditation. You know, the person is to get to alpha state of mind, to get to a very high level. You know, the purpose is not to put the head on the pillow. So the idea is to make sure that you get in touch with your soul. That's what I want to bring you to. The reason we're doing it tonight with the soul, because the name of the portion is Vaika. And the word Vaika is end up with a small letter in the end. It's showing us that Moses sacrificed his all level of the soul for the sake of the Israelite. He want to make sure that he will be a great leader. Great leader is not somebody who's being called a leader. Great leader means that there peop, is people doing better than him. That's how you know if somebody is a great leader. Their people do better than him. If a leader busy being a leader, is not a leader anymore. He's busy with himself. A true leader wants his people, and if his people not making it, he looks inside and says, what am I not doing right here? That's a leader. A leader leads by, not just by example, because sometimes example can turn into ego. A leader leads by, what can I lose for them to gain? That's a leader. What can I lose for them to gain? Like a parents with their kids. When parents love their kids, they don't care if there is the last two slices of pizza on a pie. They want the kids to have it. They can't help it. Can't help it. I want my son, my daughter to be better than me. And, and that's how we think. We program that way. So let's relax a little bit and sit back and whoever watch me on vitaltransformation.org or on Zoom, we have both camera on so you can watch it on vitaltransformation.org if you want to see it in 4K or if you want to see it in 720, you have it on Zoom. Both of them are free by the way, so you don't have to worry. It's all free and that's what we want to give to people, the ability to be spiritual without paying for it. So here we go. I want you to focus on your breathing a little bit and just relax from this chaotic, situation we're all facing right now. Just relax, relax more and relax more, okay? Wonderful, wonderful. What I want you to do is I want you to look, look at my finger, what I'm doing. I'm tipping on the finger, like starting from the pinky, going to the ring finger, going to Saturn, not Saturn, middle finger, going to Jupiter, that's the index, okay? And you go back. So basically you do one, two, three, four, and go back. You don't have to lift your head up. You can put it downstairs. But that's what I want you to do. Slowly, slowly. Just, it will help you concentrate on your breathing. You don't have to do it fast. Do it in your own rhythm. Just let yourself relax. 
start connecting your soul. Allow yourself to elevate yourself to a very high level. To the level of the planet, to the level of the star. And I want you to slowly, slowly as you're breathing, connect to your soul, connect to your neshama, the part that the Creator gave you as a gift to put it in the body. I want you to talk to your soul. And ask your soul a question. In what area in my life I need to improve so I can become more spiritual? In what area of my life I need to improve so I become more spiritual? If you feel that one of the fingers is more powerful than the others, stay on it. You don't have to move. That's a connection you need. Now I'm asking you to elevate yourself from different color. Focus on the color red, starting from the color red in the bottom. Focus on your breathing as you're releasing all tension of fear, worry, anxiety. What's going to be with the money? health, 
and elevate from red to your belly button, which is orange. Make me more secure. To pink, elevate above the belly button. Make me open to receive love. Elevate it to yellow. Help me to digest whatever is difficult for me to digest with whatever is going on right now. Elevate me to the color green, the heart, Tiferet, where is the beautiful balance between give and take as the heart work. The heart is taking the blood and giving the blood to all the body. Give love with your mind to so many people with your heart and receive love from all humanity. Elevating to the next level in the neck. Light blue. As the neck is giving all the power to the immune system to work as it needs to work. The ability to speak, to sing, to celebrate the vocal cord. Elevate it to the next level between your eyes. Blue. I want to have clarity to know what's happening in my life. And now try, if you can, to see yourself from far, surrounded by purple color around your body and a white color on top of it. So purple, ring of purple, and around it a ring of white. Beautiful. Inhale and exhale. Three times, relax a little bit before we continue. Beautiful. Nice. Welcome back. Welcome back. And you can hear this meditation again and again and again on audio, on video, uh, so it's always going to be available for you. So now let's talk a little bit about solution. What do we do? You know, practical, practical tools about what we need to do. So first, understanding. Okay, we're all back. I know it's hard to come back and then other way to let the brain work because we just activated the heart and all of a sudden we need to activate the mind to study a little bit so not easy all the time but please remember something so important 
I know that some of you have been hurt before by people that you love or by people that love you. It's very normal. You know, if you don't love people, you're not going to get hurt from them. <laughs> so if people hurt you, you love them. In the end of the day, you love them. You know, when the Messiah will come, we're going to laugh about all those things because the people who hurt us and it hurt us is because we love them. Why, why we get hurt? Because we're expecting more from them. When you expect more from people, that's why you get hurt. You know, but if you don't care about a person, you're never going to get hurt. You expect more. So forgive human being. If there is a way that we can forgive human being for whatever they did to you. And I would like to tell you a funny story that happened to me once. And I grew up only with sister. Uh, it's good and it's bad. The, the good things, again, uh, it's... Uh, and I'm very careful how to tell the story without it sound like Lashonara. So I'm going to arrange it. It will sound funny and good. Uh, so go up with sister. You know, you don't have the idea of a brother. So I don't, I don't fully understand it. And also it's a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a house, not in a bad way. It's a lot of female in the house. So, so it's very different. I, we didn't have, we didn't grow up rich. So you have one shower that has hot water for two hours maximum, two and a half hours. So of course you are in the end of the food chain when it's come to the shower, you know, or the toilet, you know, so is, try to imagine one toilet, one shower, so you gotta do, you, you make the mat, you know, on Friday, what, what happened to the water? So it's, it's not speaking bad, just to make you again laugh. So I remember that I wasn't a great brother to my sister and I wasn't uh, uh, a great loving brother. I was, I was problematic a little bit. I didn't grow up in a, in the best neighborhood. So one time I rented the car in Israel and I took my um, mom and all my sister in one car. <laughs> I didn't know what I'm getting into. And uh, so we drove, it was after my father passed away. And they, <laughs> they helped me by telling me all what I did wrong to them all my life. It was after I'm already spiritual and I'm into Kabbalah and into the Zohar. But you know, sometimes you have to test yourself, are you for real? And you know, you're in the car. I don't know if you know, in Israel there is some highway, you can't stop in some places. So you're in the car for one hour. And you know, my, those of you who know my mom, you know, we call her Don Corleone. You know, she is the one who makes the decision. She's sitting next to me in the back of the street, <laughs> sister. And they take turn on me. You know, they take turn about everything. Everything they say was right, by the way. Perfectly 100% truth. And they were right, and I was worried all my life that I would get to that point that one day they will mention a word about it, and they did. But you know what? I benefit from it. I benefit from it, and I was ready enough to deal with it. If you do it to me in a certain time, I don't think I deal with it very well. Maybe I get angry, upset, not maybe for sure. And the idea what I'm trying to share with you that story, it's to prepare you to the idea that there is people who get hurt by us. And those people who get hurt by us, we need to be aware that in one point they might pick up the phone and call you and text you. And you gotta be ready for that. And the way you're gonna get ready for that is you gotta totally agree with them about the fact that if somebody tell you, you hurt me, they're always right. They're always right. They're not always right about the fact because the difference between truth and the fact, the truth is a perception of the individual. 
The fact is a fact. You know, it's a fact. This, this really happened. How you feel about it, that's your perception. I can't change that. So if somebody tells you, you hurt me, <laughs> it's their perception. You have to say, I'm sorry. Because, not because you did something wrong, because that's what they feel. The reason I'm taking you to that story, because the Zohar would say, what make a difference between people who change to people who can change? And the Zohar write like that. There is people who There is people who basically look at the negativity they're doing and You know what I mean? People who throwing the negativity behind their shoulders. So they don't care. They say, ah, no big deal, I hurt somebody. No, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. I'll tell you what happened this Shabbat. Remember we did Shabbat in the street. There is a gentleman. I don't know why God doing it to me. My God. And I wasn't ready for that. Two and a half years ago, it was this gentleman that I'm praying in the local synagogue here. And he bothered me a little bit. Bothered me in the wrong time. So I said to him a little bit rough words because he bothered me. And <laughs> he happened to move across the street from me. Don't know why. I mean, it was another gentleman lived there who was my friend. He moved and he moved him across the street. I was worried when we did the minyan. I said, what if he's showing up and I didn't speak nice to him? I was so nervous. How do I go about it? And he did show up. Not only he did show up, he get the closest he can get to us. <laughs> and I look and I say, hi, can I give you a blessing and all this and that. I was speaking really nice. And he looked at me like, I guess he remember we didn't have a good connection the first time. But the point is, thing will come to you. You cannot run away. I'm sorry to tell you this. Negative thing that we did, is going to knock on our door. And when it knock on our door, just be ready with love to say, listen, I did mistake and I'm ready. Don't throw it behind your shoulders like it's nothing. Why? Not for them, for you. Because if it's for them, it's a manner's behavior. If it's for you, that's a spiritual behavior. So from a spiritual point of view, that's what it's written. It's written, they say, when a person goes to sleep, the soul is asking a meeting with God every night. Every night, the soul of an individual calling God, 1-800-GOD, and say, God, uh, just to let you know, I need to talk to you about this individual. And then God said, please come in to the soul. And the soul say, listen, this guy that you put me in his body or her body is not taking his negativity seriously. Because some people take negativity more seriously. It's not mean they're changing, but at least they're looking internally and say, I wish I could change that part. I wish I could remove that addiction. I'm so bad, I cannot even forgive this one. I cannot even overcome that anger issue. You know? And the idea, what happened? Then they send a little judgment to that individual. Who decide to send the judgment to that individual? Why would they send the judgment to this individual? Unfortunately, today I was, I don't know if you saw it, I was on a radio show that called Love, wonderful, wonderful host and an and, and amazing, amazing show and the lady is so sweet. And uh, it was about soulmate and love. And it's funny, the whole show is only about love. So she, she asked me, you know, is it love the most important thing? Because it's all about inspiration. And I said, you know, I have to be honest with you, like, people 
change more from desperation than inspiration. I didn't find a lot of people who change because of inspiration. The one who get inspired, get inspired for one and a half hour, then it's over. But the one who get desperation, meaning they're getting into a place in life that things are not working for them, they wake up. They all of a sudden say, what's going on? Now we understand this Zohar in Vaikra. So the soul is going to complain to the Creator, and the Creator say, uh, okay, we have to create a certain type of judgment, and when you create this certain type of judgment, it can be different things, hopefully not a major judgment. Then the spirit of the soul and the spirit of the individual is being awake to change. Because when a person is ever it's called libo ge'e alav. Libo means heart. Ge'e means ga'ava, uh, like ego. Alav meaning on top of him. Everybody will sin eventually. The pasuk, the verse say, there is no such a thing that a righteous person will live on this planet and will not commit a crime. Every human being commit a crime. But, but there is people who commit a crime, but they forgot that they commit a crime. They hurt somebody, but they forget they hurt somebody. You know, it's not in their system. It's called self-awareness. I remember uh, after I married Debbie, uh, one of the things happened to me in Queens, being me, those of you who have know my issue, it's sometimes I'm talking too much, lack of diplomacy a bit. And it was a gentleman that sit next to me, and he was a, he was a fly he was a pilot in American airline pilot. He was sitting next to me, and we have a, a conversation. And I say something that I found it very funny. And after I found it very funny, he left he left the room. And my wife, being a little bit more sensitive, said, "Elia, I think you hurt the guy." So I hurt the guy. No, I actually motivated him. I make him laugh. So no, no, you hurt the guy. That's why he left. So I don't think I hurt him. So no, you did. You did. So I was looking for him, and I was going out of of dinner, and I found him outside, very depressed. So I came, Ronda, if you can put yourself on mute, please. So, the, so I went to him and I said, Yeah, that's good. So I went to him and I said, I'm sorry if I hurt you. If I hurt your feeling. And he looked at me shocked and said, how did you know you hurt my feeling? I didn't expect from you to feel the pain what I went through. And I said to him, the truth of the matter, it wasn't me. My wife helped me to know that I hurt you. I didn't know. So the Zohar, the reason I'm sharing with you that personal story, because the Zohar said, people who have ego, like me and other people, you know, when the ego is so much there, a person commit a little crime and then he forget that he even did that. He doesn't even look. There is no self-awareness of what's wrong. That's a problem with the, with the crime. It's not the crime itself. We're all going to do something negative. But do not forget that you did it. Just wake up and say, ah, I shouldn't do that. So then the creator sending a little bit judgment to wake them up so the person will not forget that they did something wrong. So when you're going through, uh, 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 you know, some tough time, look at it as a wake-up call that your soul went up in heaven and complained and said, hey, listen, 
God, this, this guy, we have, we, have a, we have a difficult time with him. You know, if we talk about King David, you know, many people judge King David with Bathsheba said as well. Bathsheba was his soulmate, so he never sinned. Whoever say King David sinned, he should be ashamed saying it because he never sinned. Even the story is telling us that he is sin. So the idea, why was King David punished for that? We know that his son of Shalom, his son of Shalom went against him, took the kingdom away from him, tried to kill him, his own son. His son of Shalom was the tool of the divine coming from the soul of David to remind David Maybe you're not looking internally enough that you did mistake, you did a crime by mistake and you should wake up. So when you're going through some tough time, look at it as a phone call, as a reminding from your soul, as a reminding from the soul is talking in the name of the divine and say, hey, listen, your mission in this life is different. You hurt some people. Let's work on the idea how you can get closer to knowing what is that you need to change. And for that reason, you know, as you're growing up, you know, when you are becoming better and better in your spirituality, usually your ego go up, you know, and when your ego go up, it's very difficult to ask, I'm sorry, to say, listen, I'm sorry, I might hurt you. You know, when you are nobody and you look at yourself as a nobody, it's so easy to say, I'm sorry, but it's, it's like life. You become rich and famous or you become, I don't know, a famous spiritual guru, it's very difficult to go to people and say, please, I'm begging you for forgiveness. I'm begging you for forgiveness. Not because of them, not just to do good to them from a better point of view, it's because my soul, it will be difficult for my soul to find that place that I need to find. Because every night when you go to sleep, you go into that high level, all the information, the clarity, everything that you need to know will come to you as you clear the path to find how the divine is now connected to you. That's how powerful it is. For that reason, the Zohar mentioned in this week, King David, you know, King David, even he didn't do, even he didn't, he didn't do as much uh, of the negativity, you know, to wake up a little bit and understanding it. Last section before I let you go. And again, I'm very pleased we're doing it together. Again, what do I do without you, right? I mean, think about it. It's amazing. So, we talk about what happened at night. So I'm reading now from Zohar 3.68. Beautiful Zohar. And it says, when you go to sleep at night, I don't know if you ever wonder about it. What happened? Your body is lying there on a pillow. Everybody's into the mattress now. Mattress become fashionable. What kind of pillow you sleep on? What kind of blanket? You know, there's advertising on pillow and blanket more than they have on pharmaceutical. It's unbelievable. The pillow and the blanket. The pillow, I mean, in the 70s, we didn't know the difference between Pillow. It was just one mattress and you sleep on it. Nobody asked question. Today people can't sleep. So now they blame the pillow and the mattresses for that. I don't know who came up with that idea, but it's okay. But what happened when you go to sleep? What happened to you? What's, what's going on exactly at the time you go to sleep? Who's protecting you? Oh, some of you think it's an alarm, it's your dog. But there is a different type of protection. And, and it's like that. During the night, the chitzoinim, the, the dark forces, 
is wandering around. And they're going around the body of a human being. The negative forces looking for bodies to interfere. When I say during the night, meaning after a person fall asleep. But when they see the person, they try to work on themselves to become better and better. And trying to become spiritual every day. At that time, they don't want to touch that person. They're afraid to damage that person. And every soul is going to a level where it needs to go. And they're not being delayed where they shouldn't be delayed. Basically, sometimes you say that I have a good night's sleep. Sometimes you say I have a terrible night's sleep. Doesn't matter what pills you're using, what pills you're not using. A good night's sleep, nothing to do with the pillow and the mattress or the pills. It has to do with what you're doing before you're going on your bed. So what exactly you need to do? It's say that the person before they go to sleep got to forgive people. You have to forgive. Forgive. Say, listen. I know that those people who hurt me are there to help me. I gotta forgive them first. I gotta forgive them. What if people hurt you in another lifetime? I forgive them too. Forgive, I forgive, I forgive, I forgive. If you can't forgive, as I wrote in my book, Laughing Billionaire, in chapter two, when I talk about forgiveness, you can move on. You can move on to the next level because it's stuck in the old level. When you forgive, it's for you, it's not for them. You move on, next level. You're allowed now to move next level. So if there is seven chambers that you have to climb at night, if you didn't forgive everybody before you go to sleep, your level gets stuck in the first one. Once you forgive, you actually climb all the way to the top. You get clarity what to do the next day. You wake up fresh, you wake up with energy. But if you can forgive people, if you can forgive people and cannot forgive people, then you get stuck in that level. And for that reason, those negative forces can damage a person. For those of us who want more from the night, it says in Zohar 317, Vaikra, It's wonderful for a person, after they go to sleep, to wake up at middle of the night and study. And whoever is capable to wake up and study a little bit Torah, study a little bit spirituality, we call that person the friend of God, God friends. Those who call the friend and the brothers and the sister. And the angel look at those people and say, they are our friend too. And when the day come, and, the, and there is a gate that opened in the south, and from the south come the planet and the star and the zodiac, and the mercy come from the south. Those of you who don't know, south is mercy, north is judgment. That's why those of you who eat with me on Shabbat, I always sit with the back to the north. Because back to the north, I'm backing the judgment and I'm facing always the south when I'm eating on Shabbat. Because on Shabbat there is no judgment. And that's why if you see where my wife light the candelabra, the candles, always on the south. Because the south is where the mercy comes from, where the light comes from. And the north is where negativity is come from. So the back is to the north when you eat on, the, on Saturday. So, so that person, what happened to him? He has been written in the book of the king, meaning the creator, 
and above his head there is a silver line going around him and because of that nobody allowed to damage that person in that day that person has been protected and cannot be damaged at that day and even he's supposed to be judged and he did something wrong he's supposed to be judged because he wake up at night and he study a little bit the angel say I'm sorry this person has to be forgiven because he wake up in the middle of the night it's almost like a shocking to know that piece of information doesn't make sense just because you wake up at night and study but we are talking about not fair or not fair we are talking about the language of this universe we need to know the language and because this is a week of Aikra and we know that this Thursday is the beginning of the month of Nisan and we know in the month of Nisan you're not allowed to experience negativity the question is with a time like this how can we, we even think but the word Nisan meaning Nes Nes there's Nes Nes mean miracle which means within this month there is a miracle so I want to wish not just for us who are listening here and I'm sure you're going to share it and pass it to your friend the message is for all people that we will think now to maybe a short meditation that we're going to do together not a long one just to inject miracle first to the doctors and the nurses who are doing such an incredible job incredible job they are there I, my wife and me text and call the doctors our doctors and we say what is that we can do for you and the doctor was shocked he asked my wife nobody ever called me to see what I can get so do the same call your doctor the nurses you know that you know for all those years and see that they are doing okay because they have to struggle they have to deal with a lot of things right now you know there is people who are losing their job there is people who are going to a very rough time if you wake up in the middle of the night and you know study for them just all the book any book that you want you know that you want to study just make it spiritual book and just sit there and say you know master of the world angels I know Eliyahu said that I'm receiving that energy but I would like to donate part of that energy I don't know 20% of that energy to the people who work so hard in the hospital right now to save humanity we want to give them that energy for them we want to give the energy to the patient that things will get better you know we don't I don't I don't have the knowledge how it's going to work out but I know that we were in Egypt in a worse situation than that and somehow the creator take us out the last time the astrologically the chart looked like this was in 1918 you know Pluto and Saturn two planets that don't get along Saturn is structure Pluto is destruction and rebuild so we're talking about two planets that what do we do with them the structure of Saturn keep us at home Pluto is the one who said let's break all the rules break it all and create new both of them want to do great for us you know the finger of Saturn is the middle finger and I don't know those of you who felt some energy tonight for the middle finger I did when we did the meditation that's Saturn okay okay it does, Pluto not exist in that in that thing it actually exists in the middle of the hand here okay so this is the ring finger is basically the Sun Mercury Jupiter and this is Venus so every finger represents something eventually we will teach you more about meditation but let's just close our eyes and give energy to our community to do better so just please you know the best way you can do it doesn't matter how you meditate just with your mind with your intention with your thought with your awareness 
just ask the angels of above, the angel Raphael, or any angels who want to help us, the divine, the creator, the people, and please ask them and tell them, I know that you want us to get better, to fear and awe and respect, and I know that the ultimate purpose of connecting spiritually is from love. It's very difficult to connect with love right now to the creator because it's a difficult time. Please help us, help us unleash the love within us so we can connect with love to one another and remove that fear energy that exists right now and help the nurses and the doctors doing such an incredible job. Help the people who serve others to do such an incredible job and help the family. The family who's going through so much tough time for people who get sick. Give them energy. Give them all the love they're going to give. And please help us to make the right decision. So we can connect to the wonderful thing that the Creator wants to give us. I want to say thank you to you guys really really appreciate you and again life without people is no life at all you know so we need each other and hopefully when all these things will go we have to promise each other we're gonna to dance together we're gonna to hold hand and dance like crazy from happiness because we miss each other let's not forget this time that we are lacking community connection and when this all gonna go away, we need to reach that level that we wanna give one another a hug, a dance, or whatever you wanna call it, like love that, that, that is in our heart, it's time to give it away. So again, I thank you for the people on vitaltransformation.org. I thank you to you for coming on Zoom. I'm taking to your soul, and may, may the divine, the angel will protect you from any disease you know, and I will say a blessing in, in Hebrew with your permission. Mishe Bracha, Votedo Avram Yitzchav Yaakov, Uvarechet Kol Akal HaKadosh Azeh, Uvarechet Kol HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yishbrehem Mikol Tzara Vetsuka, Umekol Nega Umakla, Vishlach Bracha Vatzcha, Vekol Maasei Yedeem, Im Kol Yisrael Achem, Venomar Amen. Amen, Bezal Hashem. So I bless you that no disease will happen to none of us and to all people around, and just blessing will find you. So, hope you enjoy and See you soon. Thank you. Bless you too. Thank you, Rhonda. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.